Hola. We're back. Another episode. Corona episode. 36. Jolas. 36. My Corona. My Corona. What is growing on? Wait, wait. <coughs> okay, we're good. No, we're all going to die. Hey, wipe down your mic. Oh, yeah, wash your yeah. hands, Rob. Wash it. your hands. Shit, Rob doesn't wash his hands. <laughs> Shit, I'm a hand washing some bitch. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the one nice thing about all this bullshit pandemic shit is, I think the number of men that are washing their hands now is up to like forty yeah. <laughs> percent. Rob already washes his bed sheets every day. What do you think he does with his hands? I do that. Do I do do that already before this even started, dude? So <laughs> it takes like literally like by the time I get up, throw them in the washer, I get breakfast made, throw it in the dryer, lunches are made for the kids, boom, I put it right on my bed, I'm back in business, dude. It takes like 45 minutes. Damn. You have to. Man. Yeah. I work in what an a office. Waste of resources. And uh, we, I, shame people that don't wash their hands. Good. Oh, we do Shame. that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna act like a fucking savage, I'm gonna treat you exactly like a savage. Everybody in the building is gonna know that you're a savage. Yep. They're gonna know. Oh man. Yep. Especially in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I feel better off when I'm in the bathroom when I'm washing my hands, and they have one of those air dryers. You stick your hands in, and it blows them off. Man, I don't even mess with that thing. I just actually just look around and just start shaking the shit out of my hands in the air <laughs> just to get my hands dried off, and then I'll walk on out, dude. I got a better chance of not getting some shit doing that yeah. than sticking it in that Yeah, those things dryer. are horrible, man. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, I wish we worked to work together. <laughs> <laughs> shit, dude, I ain't left my house in 10 days, man. So, yeah, today's uh, like today's you know, day number eight for me. Dude, yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I did go to the grocery store. That was fun. I did get a nine-pack mega roll of shit paper. So <laughs> people might say go. I hit I hit the proverbial lottery this month. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, street value on that is now higher yeah. than crack cocaine. So. <laughs> You know what? In hindsight, I told my wife like two, three months ago that I wanted to buy that one, that roll of toilet paper, that big one that supposedly lasts a month. You get, you buy like three of those. Yeah. I was going to buy those and I never did. And now I feel ashamed of myself that I did. Yeah. You could live like a king right now. You could even blow your nose with that stuff and not give a shit. You know? (laughs) Well, you know, you know, what's funny is even way before this started, uh, we have what's called boxed B O X E D delivered to our house at the beginning of every month. And so they send toilet paper to us and they send us like four huge packs of toilet paper every month. So we have some left over from like the last three months. And then they sent us some right before everybody got quarantined. So man, I'm, I like just got toilet paper. Yeah. yeah so what does your front porch look like? Do you have a, a big box that the milk's delivered to? And then another box that your shitter paper is delivered to and nope. then another box for your, like your home food delivery and, Close. Or do you guys just have a contract with a Schwann's truck and they just pull up and park it in your house <laughs> no. and you unload it? 
you got That's Chewy. Your pantry. You got Chewy. You got Chewy.com for the dog food. You got Bingo. Q, you got Qdoba delivers lunch every day. Just for I Rocco. wish. <laughs> I wish. Uh-huh. No, dude, we do the BJ's right. We uh we do the Chewy thing. Uh the company is called Boxed and they put a box together every month the same thing that we order. They put it in there, they bring it at the beginning of the month. It's in a huge white and blue box. Drops it off on the porch. The only thing that stays on the porch is my milk uh milk thing that they put the milk in. It comes in little glass bottles. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got a I got a confession to make. Yes. Uh-oh. I'm I'm bougie like Rob and I get milk now on my porch. See? Oh dang. <laughs> Dude, milk. Dude, ain't nobody delivering shit out where and I live. Eggs. Dude, we got milk, eggs, half and half for white Russians and some OJ the other day. Yeah. Boom. Dang. See? Steve I, knows the game, baby. Yeah. I got I got seven chickens that are about six weeks old right now. Ooh, look at some chicken wings here shortly. <laughs> yeah. Before you gonna, start shitting out breakfast. I'm gonna have eggs out the arse. I oh, would no. like to find a milk would be good, man. That'd be good. We buy organic milk just because it lasts longer. We don't drink a lot of milk anymore. But you get the organic milk and the shelf life on it's like six weeks, man. Well, you can freeze milk for about a month if you needed to. Jesus Christ, is it nineteen fifty two? Nineteen fifty two? I ain't freezing a you got a freaking jug of evaporated milk out in the freaking pantry too, Rob? I mean what the frick? Man, I do. Do dude. you uh, churn butter? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> man. Good Lord. I just am prepared, brother, man. Man, you guys are motherfucking soft. <laughs> Holy shit. I drive my ass to the stove. Uh, yeah. Well, I did. Dude, uh, I am so not worried. I mean. I'm not either. Got, I just thought we have it done. Dude, I'll we make got it. So, so many damn deer and all kinds of shit around here like i'm we are not gonna go hungry yeah i mean i don't think we are either as long as the box keeps showing up we're good yeah yeah you're good (laughs) (laughs) so i did go to i did go to costco like a week week and a half ago wait stop right there see you're crazy for doing that man there's no way shit i'm going to costco dude no way you're gonna get raped you gonna get killed, run over. Your car's gonna get hit in the car parking lot by an SUV. Ain't nobody got that yet. Dude, I'm packing heat. It's all good. But they had they 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 were limiting the number of people in the store to 50 at a time. So there was a line around the building. So you wait to get in there. It it went quick. I mean, I was I was standing out in a blizzard for about 30 35 minutes. I was completely covered white from head to toe by the time I got to the entrance. But then when I got in there, it was like the best trip to Costco ever because there's 50 people in the fucking store. You're walking around like all the room. You don't have to get close to anybody. Like I grabbed my 30 roll pack of toilet paper and, you know, they were limiting everything like the toilet paper, the bottled water, the dog food. The only reason I went was for dog food. We needed dog food. We get it at Costco. So I grabbed a few other things while I was there. Yeah. But, dude, so 30 rolls of toilet paper, 425 sheets per roll. (laughs) How many? How many sheets do you use for a shit? (laughs) Say 25. Holy crap, dude! God damn, BJ. Seriously, maybe like nine or ten. 
You're using eight sheets and you wipe three times. <laughs> Who the eight fuck wipes three times? <laughs> Holy damn, son. I was you thinking know? like maybe 10 or 12. I was thinking maybe 10 or 12 sheets per shit. Per you know how many, I was thinking eight you know to me? 10. I'll buy you know eight to me? 10. You know how many Iron Cities I'm drinking right now a day? <laughs> well, I guess quarantine shits when you're fucking boozing it up from 6 o'clock in the morning drinking White Claws. That's a whole different animal there. You need to get some wet wipes, man. That'll, yeah. that'll help that. Just get you a wet rag, sheets. dude. Keep it by John, dude. You can just wash it off every time, bro. <laughs> That's funny. So 425 sheets times 30 rolls. That's That's a big number. I ran the numbers. I did the math. There's four of us here. I figured if we use like 20 sheets per shit times four people shitting every day, that'll last us like six months. <laughs> you should BJ, have bought one day. You should have bought two. You should have bought two. I know. I know. BJ's like, that's about a month and a half worth of shit paper yeah. for me right there. Yeah. BJ, BJ just like takes the roll of toilet paper off the dispenser and wraps his entire hand in toilet paper like 25 sheet layers thick. He's like, I ain't poking through this motherfucker. He goes in there like two fingers and he cleans out his small, his large intestine. Like, damn, son. God damn. Yes, that makes me laugh right there, BJ. I have not laughed that hard since fucking <laughs> 10 days ago, man. Hey, man, I use like 25, 30, 30 pieces of toilet paper to take a shit. This is how confident I am in my TP game. I got a quarter roll downstairs. Uh, dude, just in case. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shit, dude. That makes me laugh. Good. How many dude. sheets is that right there? This, Stop. That's about 127. <laughs> that's, How many sheets is that? This is six. Okay, so, so maybe roll eight. off 25, dude. Maybe eight was a little strong. <laughs> 20 sheets per shit. That's 10 foot of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. I... He uses that super cheap ass single ply that ain't even a single ply. Oh, quilted northern, baby. The stuff. I mean, it's one thing if you're using the stuff that they put in the outhouses at the state park. Then you no, gotta I use used, like 40, 40 fucking sheets of that. That's stuff. what we do. We you just buy RV toilet paper and then you can take it camping and it's interchangeable. Dude, look at that! How much twenty For those of you that can't see, it's literally almost ten foot long of toilet paper that right. uses to take a shit. So that. That right there is going to be – that right there would clog my freaking pipes in my old ass house. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh you can't possibly God. flush 20 sheets at once. Holy no. crap. Yeah. Good God. Uh, Thanks for the visual, Steve. You're welcome. Uh, You're a fucking madman. All right, let's do this. Adrian. Oh, man. Dude, are we doing a fly fishing podcast? Talk about – Talk about a shit show. Shit Just, show. It, it has literally been a shit show since minute since second one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Rob, really why don't so you weird. why don't you catch your breath and do an ad read? All right, dude. Let me get my glasses on and wipe my eyes off because I'm crying <laughs> because I'm laughing so hard, dude. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. Thirty thirty is an aggressive well, let, ass wipe. Oh my god. 
Yeah. Dude. Okay. Did you could, right. you could make yourself a mummy with that much toilet paper. <laughs> Dude, that makes me laugh. There you go. You're gonna well, drop a thirty it, it, thirty white uh, thirty sheet bomb right now. Yeah, he, he's like, I gotta get out of here. I'm about to shit my pants right now, dude. I gotta get in here. That's how it was earlier. Oh, dude. All right. Okay, well, this cool. podcast is brought to you by 5280 Angler. If you're searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range, be sure to check out 5280 Angler. Whether you're looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte system, plan the perfect date, or host the ultimate party on the water, 5280 Angler has their trip covered. The guides at 5280 Angler have the passion, the skill, and the experience to serve you. Find web specials at 5280angler.com and check out recent trip pics on Facebook and Instagram at 5280 Angler. 5280 Angler is passionate about service and wild about fish. Bam. Bam. Yeah, and they're still putting people on fish right now. Um, I saw a post just today of uh, the guys out there working it. So I was like, hell yeah, dudes. Good job. Yeah. yeah, we're not. We're not doing any. So, okay. Yeah. That is not good. Not good. All right. Well, I think we move this shit show forward from uh, toilet paper to fishing reports. Fishing reports. Yeah. And- Ooh. Let's go from let's go from east to west. Ooh. I went fishing twice. There you go. Get out. Since we last recorded. You do that. I'm shopping for an AR upper, so keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's multitasking. Yeah. So we've had uh a good bit of rain over the past I don't know, forever. But uh I've been able to get out. I went out two weeks ago. It was pretty actually low and clear. And then uh I went out this past weekend. Friday, I tried to go, and uh, it, it, it freaking doused rain on me. So I actually, I was talking to you guys. I freaking bolted. It started downpouring on me. So, and uh, made it out Sunday. Water was up probably about foot and a half, but really, that's the way I prefer it. So there was a lot less people and higher water, and I don't know, fresh dumb fish. So. They like the egg patterns and worms and all that bullshit. So that's what I did, and I caught a bunch of fish. And honestly, I think I might have took one picture. I don't even think I posted it to social media. So uh, I did not go fishing that day. I was going to say, did it it even happen? Yeah, it never happened. I did catch a nice big old uh, stock breeder fish that I posted to our Instagram, I think, the week prior. So that day I went fishing. uh, Excellent. It was good. It's that time of year out here, you know, so March um, until our opening days, late April. The only thing you can fish is anything that's stocked. It has to be the catch and release, delayed harvest, or you can't touch it. So all the all the put and take streams are closed down till the opening day, which I don't even know what it is this year, April something or other. So uh, I was fishing some delayed harvest, artificial only water and it's really, uh, I don't know, it kind of sucks because this is one I probably like to fish the most and some of the stuff are pretty limited on a bunch of people. You know, you get a 60-degree sunny day and you got people fishing half miles of water. It doesn't really give people a place to spend. So it sucks, but it is what it is. I usually work the areas in the, you know, you'll get seven guys piled in the deep holes and, 
I'll work the areas in between them and catch all the fish, and they don't know what the frick's going on. So it's fun. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. Weren't you on uh, mandatory lockdown during that time, or no? I was on social distancing. Oh. I I did see people, and I screamed at them and said, uh, six feet, motherfucker. And uh, everybody listened. To it. Yeah, I said 100 yards. I was like, the CDC recommends 100 yards of spacing when you're fishing. Yes. And I heard Decker's was uh, so packed this pack weekend that uh, there was a line of traffic waiting to get up Nighthawk Hill at the end of the day. That, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. That's what I heard. I have no idea. I'm not the guy to ask. I, wouldn't I hate know. people. Yeah. I, hate people. I was like, that's what? right. You could be in New York. That's all I'm saying. Dude, that's true. Thank God yeah. I'm not there. <laughs> or Spain or Italy. Or, you know, take your yeah. pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna say within two weeks New York's gonna pass Italy on their own. They're like, fuck this, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> uh, I hope not, man. I'm not ready for to be candy. outdone. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. ever been to New York? Me? Yeah. One time. Yeah, they're ignorant. They ain't listening to nobody. Ooh. Uh, you told me to stay in my house. Screw you. I'm going yeah, out all yeah. day. Right. No offense to any of our fans in New York. You're cool, but everybody yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, guys well, are great. Bet, Keep listening. I Thank bet the you. cops. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the cops are uh, a little bit reluctant to do a stop and frisk these days. Yeah. Yeah, I bet too. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you got corona, man. Hell no. Hell well, no. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Scott, what do you got, dude? I know you've been fishing. Yeah, I got a pond in the backyard and uh, <laughs> chases some little crappies around and, you know. Uh, yeah, I've been getting out. I mean, we've uh, managed to find some relative sanctuary out on the river and keeping our distance from people so it's been nice to get out and get some fresh air and one of the uh one of my buddies was saying that he's a, a amateur astronomer so he's got the telescope out all the time and he says that things are a lot easier to see right now he said the sky doesn't have as much pollution in it and i believe it man there's a lot less traffic on the road so uh, but anyway, we fished. Uh, we fished the South Platte through Denver. Uh, fished with Dan and uh, Bluetooth Dan and Brian Onakioni and uh, and Ron and uh, let's see, was that it? Yeah, Ron Brown and that was it for that day. Um, banked some really nice trout and some uh, carp, and then uh, last weekend fished the Dream Stream. Dude, it was crazy. This like freezing fog came in and when we got there it was about I don't know a little after six o'clock it was nine degrees and uh, the sun hadn't come up yet and when the sun started coming up it was just wicked looking because there was there was like an opening over the mountains between the between the horizon and the bottom of the clouds and then there was this fog and I don't know the pictures turned out pretty cool but uh, it was just beautiful so then as the sun came up it warmed up a little bit but did pretty well got a one that was 21 22 somewhere in there right off the bat and then uh, 
got into double digits and caught a few, but didn't get any of the, the big dogs out of there that are running up, but still a good time. Hung out with Ron and Elaine and uh, Maldonado and Patrick and had a great day. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. I mean, you know, it was a Sunday and I'd say there were probably 30 cars between the, the three lots along the Dreamstream section. So it wasn't too bad. So normal Sunday. Uh, yeah, I would say it was a little light, actually. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I heard you guys had a good time, and it was some good pictures that you guys had taken. So it was kind of cool. Reminded me of uh, that day you and I fished in town when it was negative <laughs> 20. Yeah, that was cold. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we didn't catch jack shit that day because uh, everything kept freezing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Dude, my favorite day, even though it wasn't the greatest day because you broke a rod, but I felt bad about that. But my favorite was when we were fishing the blue. Yeah, that was uh, 2016, New Year's Day. Yeah, it, was, it was Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's really funny, man, is I'm about to send them to you, is the other day I was cleaning out some pictures, and I have some pictures of you as a youngin', Scott, back when uh, when uh, I first met you. I was like, oh, my gosh, look at Scott, dude. He's just a little guy. He did the little guy. Are you yeah. saying I look old now? Well, we only can hope that you get older. Experienced? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There we I go. am closer to <laughs> closer to fifty than I am forty, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, I have some of Steve too, but uh, they're not that old compared to what I ever got. <laughs> I think Steve was twenty one. I don't know, maybe. So he's only twenty four now. Twenty four. Yeah. Twenty four. Um, yeah. But anyway, S Steve, Steve, what do you fishing? got? Mm -hmm. I have not been fishing. Um. No, because the last one we recorded was on the 6th. Oh, yeah, yeah. we were fishing. Yeah, I fished the goddamn Grey Did Reef. You? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, was yeah. that fished Grey Reef on the 8th. I went up uh, went up with my buddy Joe. You know Joe, Rob. Yes, sir. And uh, it was Joe and myself and his son and his friend Evan. And uh, we did the, um, we did this, you know, where you... You stay at Cowboy Drifters, and you go fish the next day. For mm -hmm. you know, we're supposed to go float the mile, but the mile was closed due to snow drifts. Oh. So we did Gray Reef, and we floated with uh, Charlie and Tony, and um, we. It was good. I mean, I don't. You know, it wasn't lights out or anything. It wasn't twenty fish or anything, but it was. Uh, I don't know. I think I got ten in. And uh, I think Evan probably got 10 in, but, I mean, the smallest fish we caught was, like, 18 inches. So, I will take that all day long. Yeah, dude, that's kick-ass. Yeah. I miss a reef, man. Yeah, it was a good time, dude. It was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Really cool. Was it windy? Uh, it had its periods of wind. You know, it was, mm. uh, I mean, it was a bluebird day in the morning, and get on the water, no wind, you know, then it, it, it'd come in maybe hour later, blow for 30 minutes, go away, come back hour later, blow for 40 minutes, you know, just kind of off and on all day, but wasn't bad. 
Hmm. You know, I mean, it's not like you're making big long casts or anything like that. You're 20 feet out. Yeah. Did you throw streamers the whole day like you were saying you were going to uh, do? I was going to, but we we decided to kind of change the plan up because they weren't uh, doing anything on the streamers. So. Mm-hmm. So you guys threw the... It was uh, a nymph game. Yeah, bacon and eggs. Uh, not really. We no. didn't, we, not one of us threw a bead and that's mm. probably why we didn't catch 20 fish, Charlie, but, uh, <laughs> Damn it, Charlie. Uh, now Charlie we, there was a, uh, right. pine Don't squirrel. worry, he ain't listening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pine yeah. squirrel leech. That's the one guy we can safely talk mad shit about. Yeah. It was, uh, so we ran a three fly, so it was a leech and a little midge and a rock worm. Yeah, I got you. But yeah. I mean, it, I didn't catch shit on a rock worm. It was, everything was on a leech. Hmm. Yeah, I wish I had some leeches. Uh, as a matter of fact, I need to uh, send yours out here shortly. Oh yeah, yeah, man. It doesn't matter. I'm out. <laughs> of, yeah, I'm out of. Well, I'm out of pine squirrel. So. Oh, how convenient! You use them all up for uh, the gray reef trip. That's no, cool. I, I used them all up on your stuff. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. See, Dude. that's what I need right there. <laughs> Dude, on the San Juan trip, when uh, Charlie Michael Charlie was staying at our at the same house, and uh, we had everybody over for a barbecue and shit, and we're all sitting there bullshitting, and Charlie, I, I don't even remember what the conversation was, but he was behind me. I was facing away from him, and I was just talking all kinds of shit about him, and I'm like, dude, I have no problem talking shit about fucking Charlie right in front of him. As long as I'm facing away from him. <laughs> and everybody's, the, some of the people who were there didn't know us that well. And they were like, what the what? fuck? <laughs> Dude, the funniest one I had with Charlie was uh, we were fishing and he was downstream from us. And uh, he starts yelling something. And I couldn't hear what he's yelling because he was so far away. And I could see him getting pissed off. And he was getting pissed off that I couldn't hear him. So he freaking reels up. Comes all the way up to me and he looks at me and goes, "What are you fucking deaf?" And man, dude, I fell on the ground laughing so hard. It's so funny. And he was like, "There's a bunch of fish down here. Come down here and fish." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> dude, I fell. Uh, yeah, out, he's a man. he's a good so time, dude. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. he's funny. I asked him. I said, "Would you?" Uh, I said, "What'd you think about that trip, Charlie?" And he's like, "He's like, man, that place is different." He said, "It's really <laughs> different." <laughs> Funny. Yeah, yeah. Charlie and uh, and Kurt Blaws and uh, Ron fished together. Ron Brown the first day, and I didn't realize it because they were all in the same boat. And I'm like, if I had thought about it, having three guys that have never been there before fishing it, like mm. that's not good. So I should have uh, seen that and mixed it up a little bit. And put some. I, I should have jumped in with a couple of them or somebody that's more experienced with that river they would have had a little better day, but it was kind of good too, because they got to appreciate getting their ass handed to them and then figuring the game out on day two and they hammered fish. So a little better appreciation for a good day when you had a bad day. That's good. Well, I'm surprised Kurt uh, wasn't quickly on the game. He's used to fishing pretty small stuff. You know, I can see Ron coming from Montana and Charlie being in Wyoming where they don't hardly ever throw any small, small stuff, you know? Kurt fishes most of his time in Wyoming. Oh, does he? Uh, yeah, I fished with him a few times in Deckers. That was about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a good dude. 
Yeah, it cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I almost forgot. I fished uh, with Phil as well on uh, on the Dream Stream. Oh. Phil Iwane. Phil Iwane. Mm, I don't know him. Yeah, Phil. How could I? Him. How could I forget <laughs> Phil? I don't know. Him. He gave me some. Uh, he gave me some No Mercy midges too. Very nice. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, Phil's cool. Oh, well, good. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't fished. Damn. Mm-hmm. Dude. And, and you know what? I, I have a zero excuse, like Scott said. I have a freaking pond in my backyard. That's pretty shitty, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I literally can cast from my living room and hit the pond, but I just ain't fished. Yeah. But I'm kind of like BJ. This is my favorite time of the year. Finally, winter's over. It's starting to get warm. This is when you're like getting your spots together for guiding. And so you're out fishing all the time and you're with your buddies that you don't fish with that much. Cause they're just, you know, all through winter, you're just kind of banging around and man, I just ain't fish between the quarantine and just not fishing it sucks. I suck. And all my guide trips have been rescheduled for April. So I don't have nothing to do anyway. So screw it. Yeah. You suck. I suck. So the last time, the last time we talked, even though you haven't fished, you know there was all this stuff blowing up about the dams and removing the dams on the snake and all that kind of shit. What's been uh, what's been going on up in your region lately? For the dams? Yeah, for anything, just fly fishing in general. What kind of what's been oh, going on up there? Uh, well, for us here locally. Um... Uh, the South Fork of the Boise is getting ready to close. It closes April 1st for spawn. And uh, I was up there like on the 3rd of March. And uh, I saw some reds, not too many though. Uh, but, I mean, it didn't really make any difference to me. For those that don't know, that's an all-rainbow trout fishery. The only thing that's in there is rainbow trout, suckers, whitefish, and some bull trout. But uh, that's it. There's no brownies or nothing in there. So, I mean, we saw some, but not really But you really just named like active. four different species of fish, but After you, you said, said it's an all-rainbow trout yeah. fish. But it's only rainbow trout. Yeah. It's totally, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's only okay. rainbows. But, other, it's but. only <laughs> rainbow trout other than the other species. That are okay, the, let's rephrase that. The only <laughs> stocked fish that they've ever put in there is rainbow trout. <laughs> so there you go. Oh. Yeah. Whitefish gotcha. are native, suckers are native, and bull trout are native in there. So... Uh, so there you go. So the only stock fish. Native there. fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're not native. They're wild fish. So Listen, I should say. Native fish. Well, native. Hmm? Tasty. Suckers are native everywhere you go. Yep. See? That's it. So and let so, me ask you this. If the rainbows are the only invasive species in that river, why mm-hmm. are they closing the river for their spawn? Uh, because it is a good fishery, and the rainbows that are in there are now all wild fish. So they uh, – they want to kind of keep it wild. I mean, at least they're kind of doing something, you know. So, uh, when's the last time they stocked it? Great question. Way, way long time ago. I don't know. Yeah, like mm. here on the Boise River in town, uh, they stocked brown trout like back in 1978 or nine, and stocked it one time. And so, any brown wow. trout you catch from right now is you can chase it all the way back to that that time. So any brown trout that's caught on the Boise River in town is kind of special. There's not a lot of them, but, you know, I mean, if you put your time in, you can catch them, and they're big too. Uh, so I'm saying big, like over 20 inches. 
It's, uh, it's, nice. it's not uncommon. So, yeah, but, you know, and anyway, and then that, and that's closing in April 1st. And then the Oahe, uh, which is predominantly all brown trout. Uh, there are some rainbows uh, in there. That's in Oregon. Um, it's fishing like shit. Um, but yeah, that's it. And, you know, the snake, uh, it's looking good, man. I, I'm, I want to hit it bad with my boat, but I, they're starting to, to close down some ramps and stuff because of coronavirus. So <sighs> we'll just well, wait on that's... that too. Mm-hmm. This is what oh, yeah. the band felt was because of coronavirus in the 80s. And they're going to do, do it again, and you're not going to be able to wear felt boots in all these oh. goddamn rivers. Watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. Yeah. Damn Corona. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, but the uh, the damn thing, uh, and it just kind of, you know, until somebody decides to pull the trigger on something, nothing's going to change. It's the same amount of shit that goes on, just a different day. And so nobody's changing nothing. We'll just keep bitching about it until they're all gone, and then then we won't have nothing to bitch about. And then that's when you know when I'm not happy. Mm. Mm-hmm. When you're not bitching? Yep. Mm-hmm. If I'm not bitching, that means I ain't happy. Gotcha. Yeah. You should Nobody. know that by now, Scott. Well, I, I know it. I was just validating. Oh, okay. Good. good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. What's going on out in the east, BJ? Uh, it's been rain, you know. I think everything from Tennessee down through the southeast through to Carolinas, I mean, a lot of that's been getting pounded with some hard rain. There was a tornado that went through Nashville. Uh, I don't know. How long ago was that? Probably three weeks ago, four weeks ago now. With um, the tornado? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, everybody I know made it through that thing safe, so that was good to see in here, but... Um, you know, for us, it's been pick your spots. I mean, it's weird because we had some really low gin clear water a couple weeks ago, and then it just, you know, raised up two feet. And um, actually, when I went this past weekend, it was what I preferred to fish when it's, you know, for my stream uh, locally that I fish a lot, when the gauges are, uh, the one gauge I read usually is anywhere from two to five feet. Um, it would be fishable. I, I prefer it three to four, you know, anything over five starting to get blown out, but, uh, you know, it was running about four and a half, uh, Sunday. So it was for me, perfect. The water was up. Um, you know, I don't like to be able to see every damn fish in the stream. I like to just find them and <laughs> God damn, people just want to stand over shit. So, and I like it to be, uh, high enough that you can't just walk right across where I'm fishing without being worried about swept away so it helps some of that bullshit too out hey if you can see the fish they see you yep. first <laughs> that is true mm-hmm. yep. so but uh overall i mean it's been good you know we're getting that pretty color this time of year in the streams and that nice pretty green and i'm mm. um, uh you know trees are starting to bud and Little little chick chickens are getting bigger and getting ready to move outside and yeah you know everything's gonna be good. sad 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 it's almost swamp ass season swamp <laughs> ass. yeah, yeah. I'm down with that <laughs> shit man bring it on yeah oh mm-hmm. oh well yeah well 
And what about uh, out there, what's what's going on out west? Yeah, what you guys got going like west southish? West. Um, we're just getting ready for the spawns and kind uh, of run off. What's that? I cannot wait to snag some fucking fish. Snag <laughs> Oh, the red raping is about to commence. Yep, I didn't snag. I did not snag anything during the fall. I was a good boy. Good job. So uh, now that springtime has rolled around, it is game mm. on. Oh, when's the? Mm. Did I miss? When's Kokanee out there? Oh, that's October. in the fall. Did that's I in miss, the fall. They run. They run with the Browns. Did I miss the whole floss season this past fall? Like I really didn't notice it. Like the prior year, dude. Yeah. We didn't really talk about it much. No, I really didn't see as much of it as I did the prior year. I mean, the prior year it's like every damn. Maybe it's because yeah, that frost dance was the really. The prior popular. year was really really heavy with that. I did notice that too. This year was not yeah. so bad. Yeah, I mean, the prior year, maybe because that floss dance was really popular. A lot of people were flossing. <laughs> so, you know, the kokanee picks were pretty popular. And... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the, the anglers weren't standing out from, from the rest of the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I'm sorry. I, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. Uh-huh. Well, I could do, the only thing I could say about what's going on in Colorado is, uh, you know, like you mentioned, there there are some guide services like 5280 and and the like that are uh, still doing guide trips. Um, you know, small businesses because they are going to be struggling hard, and there's no relief coming for them. So, if you want to see them keep going, and uh, you you. You know, enjoy spending time with those folks and whatever. Throw some money at them because they're going to be hurting. Yep. But uh, definitely, you know, yeah. Rainbow Falls in our area. Rainbow Falls is opening up this weekend. That's a, a private trout club that Steve and I are members of. Um, they usually have a big opening day thing. They they had fly tying demos and lunch and breakfast and stocking day and all kinds of stuff planned and they've basically canceled all of it. They're still going to open, but they've canceled all the social stuff and basically said, come fish, but keep your distance. Yep. (laughs) So, you know how that goes, but you know, and the, with the things that are going on now, I mean, we're making a lot of adjustments and it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon, but uh, you know, they're, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for park closures and, Things like that. Um, I've, I'm hearing some rumblings, and maybe BJ and Steve, you guys could talk more about this, but that uh, a lot of folks are starting to do more like online fly tying demonstrations since they're sitting at their tying tables a lot. I have seen, uh, Bar. yeah, I've seen quite a few of those coming up. Umqua's been doing those like nightly now. That's a, that's a good thing, though. I mean, Let's people see what talents you have, and maybe you can learn something or teach somebody something. So I'm okay with it, you know. I'm down with it. Yeah, yeah. I'll do one. I'll do one tomorrow on how to tie an ecstasy egg. It'll be like an eight-second video. Do it. <laughs> All right. You tie this in. It's eight wraps, and you're whip finishing. Go fish the fucker. So. I think, wow. in fact, I think uh, both Rob and I have done uh, fly tying videos that were similar, and I think they were both on our the way that we rig our beads. Pegging a bead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should. Uh... That's our contribution to fly tying tutorial videos. 
<laughs> That's funny. I did tie some uh, midge emergency the other day. Well, three weeks ago. <laughs> so, three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, I tell you what, I ain't seen... Honestly, I've been disconnected from the world the past week and a half because, I mean, my company's still open and all of our stores are running, so I'm working from home. Our office is shut down, but, you know, 7 to 5, I'm on the freaking cell phone and working all day, and it's actually kind of nice because I don't see the news, so. Um, but it's kind of weird too, man. I mean, I ain't watched a tie-in video in two weeks or done much of anything honestly yeah i've been staying away from the news man they just it doesn't help they're it, they don't provide information they just try to make things political and hype things up and get everybody all spun up and so it's like check in with the cdc check in with you know some other yep. sources for specific information and turn off the fucking corona news network and fox and everybody else and yes those people are just so full of shit it's crazy yep. my honest hope is that uh, since coronavirus seems to be targeting some of the older folks i hope it thins the herd in congress because uh, most of them have been there way too fucking long, and this needs to be a purge of sorts, because every single one of them right now, they're all fighting over, oh, stimulus packages and blah, blah, blah. All they're thinking about is how can we leverage this to, to you know, help our party. That's all they're yeah. thinking about. They're not thinking about helping Americans that need it. It's just such bullshit, man. I can't even watch it. Maybe this was Rand Paul's yeah, it gets, uh, it gets. plan the whole time. Ooh. He got sick on purpose in order to thin the herd in Congress. <laughs> Stand with Rand. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's enough. It's enough oh, dang. That went to yeah. a dark place. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm thinking about is that goddamn ice cream sandwich that mother fricker right there is eating. You home delivering son of a bitch with your swans. That's right. We're all, See? We're all over it now. <laughs> See, oh, Steve has dang. seen the light. Steve I've seen the seen light, the dude. Light. It's, it's bougie as hell. I feel bougie as shit, but I don't care. <laughs> I grew. You know what? My freaking my whole summer used to be when I was a kid growing up was my grandma would buy boxes of those Schwann's, uh personal pizzas. You'd yeah. microwave for like a minute and a half, dude. Mm -hmm. Like my whole summer. That's one of my most vivid memories <laughs> just eating cases of them freaking pizzas man yeah shit was good well you know what those fuckers aren't helping us pay the bills so we yeah. need to stop talking about them but <laughs> there is some there is some exciting news on the uh, strip set podcast front we do have a new sponsor in the house speak on it our good friends yeah, our good friends over at uh, Ultimate Rod Case, Earl and Graham and the family, the McCoys down in uh, Colorado Springs that make the best rod case available on the market have decided to uh, step up and support the podcast. I don't know, after they hear this episode. Did you, did you, uh, started did you lay with, it out all on the line where they know what they're getting into? Yeah, it started with shit and it ended with politics, so... Uh -huh. <laughs> With a little bit of fly fishing peppered in. So anyway, this podcast is now also brought to you by Ultimate Rod Case. 
If safeguarding your rods and reels is as important as the convenience of arriving with your gear pre-rigged and ready to go, then look no further than the Ultimate Rod Case. The Ultimate Rod Case is fused together from two solid pieces of 16-gauge diamond plate aluminum combined with stainless steel components, creating a completely rust-free case for your rods which will mount to any roof rack or any ladder rack. And I know that uh, they do some custom mounting on trailers and other things like that too. So anything you got that you think work, talk to them. They're cool guys. But uh, in the Ultimate Rod case, your rods are completely protected and closed in an internal PVC rod tube, which are hand-packed and insulated for thermal protection. And with the longest warranty period in the industry, Ultimate Rod case protects your peace of mind as well. Handcrafted by the McCoy family in their shop in, in Colorado Springs, the Ultimate Rod Case is available in two rod, four rod, and eight rod fly rod cases, uh, lengths ranging from nine foot to 12 foot. They even make Ultimate Rod Cases for spinning rods, uh, so don't skip out there. If you're a bass guy or whatever, you've, they've got a rod case for you. So. Uh, visit them at ultimaterodcase.com for product information and photos and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Ultimate Rod Case. And remember, say no to plastic. Bam. Yeah. Welcome, welcome you know, aboard, I've gentlemen. Had mine. Yeah, welcome aboard, guys. I've had mine for about two years, and I love mine. Man, I mean, this is I, – I have zero problems with mine. Zero. Yeah. Dude, I've got two now. I uh, so I've got the ten foot uh, four rod case that's uh, for smaller rods. It's for the you know up to about a six weight, and then I've got I just got a four rod eleven foot saltwater case. They call it the saltwater case because it's for heavier rods. So it's got two inch tubes in it. So it'll mm -hmm. take your sevens, eights, nine weights. Um, <clears throat> But I call it my carp rod case, so <laughs> that's, uh, well, that's I don't do a whole lot of saltwater fishing. So, <laughs> but yeah, man, they're freaking awesome, and they're just great guys. Uh, they've been supporting the podcast all along, pretty much. I mean, they've been tagging us in their social media stuff, and you know, they are all about customer service and customer relationships, and just super great people. So. You know, yeah. their product is standing up. They've been making them for a few years now, and yeah, get Well, one. they uh, – uh, I remember when I got mine, I mean, I was living in – I'm still living in Idaho, and uh, I talked to Earl, and he was just like, hey, man, uh, we can get it to you. He's like, it's going to it's, it's gonna be a little bit of you having to go down to FedEx and get it, but if you can do that, man, we'll get it to you. And I'm not kidding you. He told me – I'll have it in like four days and boom, if it wasn't here in four days, he walked me through on how to install it. And man, I mean, it was awesome. And it follows up with me. I mean, even after I got it done and they got a new lock that uh, they started using since the one that I had. And he sent me a new lock, no questions asked. And I yeah. was like, that's awesome, man. So I mean, other rod companies, no, nah, they didn't do that for me too much, you know. So. Well, and yeah, there's been some customer service or customer disservice issues in that in that industry, um, mm -hmm. and you know, there's a few that have tried to copy things and and here and there. But man, I tell you, I've 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 
you know, seen a few of the different ones and, you know, you mentioned the installation. Um, you know, if you're pretty handy, you got some tools, it wouldn't be that difficult, um, you know, to install one of these yourself if you have a helper to kind of help you get it up on top of your rig. But if you're in the Colorado area, if you're in the anywhere near the springs, they'll do the install for you for free. So you can take your rig oh, down wow. there and, and they'll mount it up and, you know, show you how to work everything. And yeah, little well, pro tip too. I ordered, I got some uh, little motion sensor LED lights and I put one in the back in the case. So when you open the, the back hatch where the reels are, it the light turns on. So I usually fish till after dark. So when I open that hatch and it's dark and you're trying to feed your rod tips in there, it's kind of hard to when you can't see the tubes. So that little light comes on and it lights the whole thing up. <laughs> yeah, it's well, always, you know, uh, go ahead, BJ, what's that? Uh, it's always nice to have a little guidance when you're trying to hit the hole at night. I know, man. Hey, 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 yo, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a couple of things about rod racks uh, that a lot of people don't know. Um, you know, there's there's some kinds that actually like are a, what they call like a coffin where you open the whole entire thing up from the top. Um, Dude, that's crazy. So how do you do that it, if you're on like – if that was on the top of my truck, I wouldn't be able to get into it. Mine neither. Look how big my truck is. I'd have to climb yeah. all up on the side of it. I ain't got to get a, Do they come with? Do they come with like a little retractable ladder that hangs <laughs> off of them? No, I don't think so. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, but you know what I like about the ultimate rod case is two things. One is that the the pipe that's inside is all one solid piece, so you don't have right. to worry about having a coupler and catching your eyes on it. And second, the back and the inside of the case where your reels are is padded. That's freaking right. sweet, man. Yeah, I mean, it's I got dig foam that. insulation in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, it still moves. Your rods move around a little bit, but I don't think sure. it hurts anything in there doing that. So, I mean, well, I don't give a shit if it does. So, they'll supply you with, um, with some little foam pieces mm -hmm. that – they fit inside the tube and there's, there's a slit in them. So you put them around the, like the close to the tip of your rod and then slide it into the tube and it keeps your rod from, from, you know, contacting the inside of the plastic tube. I'll be honest. I have those, but I've never used them. And, you know, I was kind of thinking like, okay, maybe after driving down these bumpy dirt roads and shit that it would mess up the little gel coat or whatever it is that's on the rod. And I haven't had any issues at all. And I go, you know, 11 mile Canyon deckers, all these dirt roads that are wash washboarded and bouncing around. And you know, those rods are sitting out there in the heat of the sun summer all day long. And I haven't had any issues with any degradation of my rods or reels or anything. So the one, the one thing I had with the, right at the beginning and when I first got my first one was that because of, you know, you're driving and this, I was driving in the snow, like blizzard conditions. And when I got to where I was going, the, the section of the case that has your reels in it was like full of snow. So my oh, reels yeah. had a bunch of snow in them. And uh, I mentioned something and Earl's like, oh yeah, we figured out that there was dust getting in there and whatever. And so they put another rubber seal in that lid and it seals up nicely now. So, hmm. and they, they were doing that going forward as well. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're, I mean, if there's any issues with it, you call them, you go, Hey, I'm having a challenge. They're going to make it right. They're going to fix it. They're, you know, like you said, they upgraded the locks on them, which they use a, a barrel type lock. 
uh, which is more durable and holds up a lot better and the keys won't bend or have issues like that. So, uh, yeah, they're freaking solid, man. Yeah, so my, we're excited did, to have them. Did yours come with the, uh, like gun safe lock? On yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. So they, they have a, like a pistol lock that you, yeah. would, you know, it's, it's like a, padlock but it's got a cable instead of a solid metal bar on it and it's the same thing you'd you'd run through your pistol to lock your pistol and they drill a hole in the rod in the rod case itself and run that lock around your crossbar on your roof rack mm -hmm. so that somebody can't just come by and unbolt it and take the whole thing yeah, they. If somebody can, I think it would be almost faster. If somebody was really trying to steal it. I don't think they'd be trying to screw with those U bolts that I put in there. No, they would no. go a different route, you know. But right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was cool that well, they actually I mean, took that extra precaution of putting yeah. in that lock. You know, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, but, well, and the thing is too, like like you said, if somebody really wants to get your shit, they're gonna get your shit. I mean, yep, you could take you could take it. a freaking pry bar to the crossbars on the roof rack and just rip the whole freaking thing off. Or you know, there's all kinds of ways guys yeah. could get into stuff if they really wanted to. But there was a guy they were telling me about who called him and said somebody was trying to break into their his case because he found like marks all over it from where somebody was trying to pry the lid open and stuff. And their new locks are pretty robust where they're, you know, it's, they're not easy to get into. Right. Yeah. I like them. And it was easy to install too. So mm -hmm. I'm saying the lock itself that he sent. Yeah. Me, so. Right. Yeah. I like mine. Mm -hmm. I like both of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he likes them a lot. I like a lot. Yeah, and we, I was fishing with Maldonado on Sunday, and uh, uh, he's got the eight rod set up on his truck, and he's talking about getting another one. But man, it's nice uh, that big. You could you could like turn just that ultimate rod case, the eight rod. You could use that as a roof rack and put like a cargo thing on top of it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't. I only have the four. Yeah, I don't need that eight shit. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I've got crazy. two four rod cases, so I've got it. I've got an eight as well. I need, I need an eleven and a half footer for my Euro stick. Yeah, your stick holder. My stick holder. I like mm. Yeah, that's what that's what I have. Is the I think mine's eleven foot. No, because I actually fit a Euro rod in mine. So whatever mine is, that's twelve foot then probably. Yeah, because so I fit they, everything. If they say it's eleven foot rack, does it fit an eleven foot rod? So is it actually? Yeah, like there's extra room yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the length of the rod case; it's the length of the rod that'll fit in there. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. we should put a link up to their website. I will throw that on the yeah. show notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll do a couple topics. We boys think. Yeah, you got one. You got one you like. Yeah, I do. Going teed up. I got uh, basic mistakes you see that people on the water make. What's your one trick to help them catch fish? Ooh. Mine, mine. Uh, if you're, if you're uh, tight line euro nymphing, this doesn't matter as much. But my biggest one would be learn to mend. That's like numero uno. 
biggest tip I can give anybody in this world. Learn to mend to improve your drift. And hmm. and you never have enough weight as you think you need. That'd be number hmm. two. Add more weight. I would Not buy bad. that one too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my tip is line well not necessarily line management but understand that everything you're doing out there kind of has its uh everything you're doing has a purpose you know what i mean your your left hand it's got to do a specific task your right hand it has to do a specific task you know what i mean so when you're setting the hook both of those things are you know your right hand's holding your line your left hand you got to get that tension up you don't put it on the reel right away you got to you know what i mean there's you have to know what your hands are doing in order to get the fish to where you can win the battle. Yeah. Coordination. Yeah, that helps too. Hmm. Hmm. What do you got, Scotty? Oh man. I'm very critical, so I'm trying to I'm trying to narrow it down to one. I got two. I got two. I got about forty rolling around in my head. Um I think uh BJ touched on it. The weight thing is is important, but more specifically, uh, your contact with the bottom and the the drift. And you know, the biggest, the number one mistake is you can do all the line management you want. People get to where they focus on what they can see, so they can see what their lines doing on the water. They can see what the surface of the water is doing. What they can't see is what's going on below the water. So they're kind of oblivious to it. So they get this, you know, people focus on the shadow casting and the back cast and the forward cast and keeping that loop tight and doing whatever. And, you know, what, what they can see starts to improve and look good. But you can mend and have your indicator doing a perfect drift. But if your bugs aren't in the feeding lane, if you're not in the right part of the water column you're dead in the water anyway so what i typically ask people is are you contacting the bottom do you have too much weight on do you have not enough weight on and they go mm, i don't know i'm like hey your men's look good like you're doing it but how do you know when you're in contact with the bottom your indicator is telling you the speed of your line is telling you relative to the speed of the water. And in some cases when you're, you know, high stick nymphing or, or whatever, you're tight line nymphing, you feel it, right? So people just, they make that cast and they watch their bobber going down the stream and then they do it again. And it's like, well, wait a minute, that drift looked perfect because your bugs are a foot and a half off the bottom of the water, so or the bottom of the river, so they're not making contact with anything, but they're nowhere near where the fish are going to eat them. So, yeah, you can get this nice, pretty drift each time and work on your mending, but all you're doing is practicing. You're not going to catch anything. So, you know, that's the number one thing is really know what your bugs are doing and understand what you can see versus what you can't see and what the visual cues and the and you know the physical cues and whatever are telling you what's going on that you can't see. Secondly, people are lazy and they're always too late. They always they either think too long or they don't react quickly enough 
or whatever. So by the time 90% of the people that I fish with, by the time they mend, it's already too late. By the time they start mending, it's too late. Like when I'm, depending on how I'm fishing, you know, some, sometimes you're wanting to do an upstream mend, a downstream mend. And Rob used to make fun of me for this. Rob would be like, dude, every time you throw your bugs out there, you automatically throw a mend. You just like, I do. He's like, he's like, you always throw an upstream in, like as soon as you're, and I'm like, well, because if I wait too long, then I'm, you know, you end up moving your indicator and pulling your bugs out of where, where you wanted them. And the other part of being prepared is stripping a bunch of line off your reel so that you're not like making a cast and then trying to make a mend and you don't have enough line out. So you're like stripping it off your reel and you're trying to throw a mend or whatever realistically when i'm I'll, i start my forward cast if it's a roll cast if it's if i'm you know assuming i'm fishing a nymphing setup with an indicator which is what i usually do i'm throwing that cast and when it's still in the air i'm already pointing my rod tip at the water and pulling it back toward me feeding line out getting ready to throw a mint and so when my stuff hits i'm already coming forward with a, essentially a roll cast to throw a stack mend behind the indicator or to whatever the hydraulics are, are forcing me to do for line management, I'm already starting to do it before my shit hits the water. And a lot of times I'll pick up that indicator with my mend and move it behind the bugs or move it wherever I want it. And one of the things I do that, um, that really helps me is I do like sidearm mends that instead of picking the line up and setting it down, it takes the line and sends it over the top of my indicator away from me. And my mend actually lands on the opposite side of my indicator from where I'm standing. And that does a couple things. One is it keeps your indicator on the line. It keeps your bugs on the line that they're on currently, but it also gives you the ability if you want to actually move your bugs further away from you or closer to the far shore, you can just pause your indicator, pause your line, and it'll draw your indicator towards that far bank to where right where you want it, then you let your drift start and it's exactly on the line that you want it. But most people can't do that because they cast and then they sit and they watch it and they go, Oh, I need to throw a mend. So I'm going to strip some line out and I'm going to try to pick up my shit and throw a mend Well, they're halfway through their drift and they're throwing a mend right where the fish are. So it's like plan ahead, have, you know, have a plan for that drift. And sometimes it takes a few, you got to see a few. So don't try to save it. If it's halfway through the run, don't like start throwing men's and splash in the water. Let that one drift out. It's going to be a bad drift, but you're not going to spook the fish. Now you know what to do the next time. Get properly set up for it. Get it back in there. Throw that mend. Throw the cast. Throw that mend, and start throwing you know smaller men's to the hinge. And you know I'm I'm constantly moving my arms, my hands, and like um, like Steve said, the coordination from your left hand to your right hand. I another thing I see people do is they'll have their hand on the bottom of their loop, their left hand or their non-casting hand is on the bottom of their loop. Well, if you need to strip, now you've got to let go of that, move your, your, 
non-casting hand up near the reel and grab that line. When that shit hits and you start that mend, my, my left hand is always going right up to my right hand and I keep those two together because I can always, you know, strip or do whatever like right away. So all that to say, don't be so fucking lazy and plan ahead and keep your hands moving. Keep doing shit and you're going to get much better drifts for it. Don't sit still. Bam. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, if fishing to you is sitting in a boat drinking beer waiting for something to eat Ooh. a worm, that's a whole nother game. Hell yeah. <laughs> only when I drift. Uh, what did you say, Steve? I said only when I'm on a drift boat. Uh-huh. You're staring <laughs> yeah. at indicator. Oh, there's some bitch out there. Dude, uh, the two common things that I see, number one, is uh, set down stream set the hook downstream set it downstream that's number one hold on hold on hold on set the fucking hook downstream okay so when i was fishing uh gray reef we did some uh i guess, I guess charlie and tony were calling it uh straight lining which is mm-hmm. which is very similar to just like a almost like a euro rig bj you know it was it was like a foot of the tapered leader you know the big butt section yep then we did a surgeon's knot to like a nine foot piece of 3x right yep put your bugs on foot and a half bug foot and a half bug so you were like 12 feet from bottom fly to indicator with weight down there, that downstream set was a motherfucker. It was Good. a pain in the ass. Plus, downstream set, back of the boat, where's your flies? Up in the front. Yep. So Good. you gotta watch that shit when you're on a drift boat. That's that's what that's probably the only time that you can do your you know, your straight up lift sets. Yep. Downstream. Yep. And then second, if you want to get better straight up at fly fishing, <laughs> if you want to get better at fly fishing, go with people who are better than you and shut your damn mouth. That's it. Those are the two things I got. And bring burritos. Yeah, bring burritos. Pay your That's fucking it. way. Yeah, pay your fucking yeah. way. That's it. That's you, all I got. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be. Oh. No. Uh, I ain't gonna name mm-hmm. names. <laughs> we all know him. It's, there are no free sandwiches in this world. God damn it. Ooh. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I even, I even turned away from the mic. Sorry about that. Thank yeah, <laughs> God you did. Uh, hey, shout out to old Mirage. Uh, Thanks Tito's. for being on. It's gone. I know I just Tito's. ran out of Kahlua today, so thank God I got some Tito's still. Nice. Tito's. Mm-hmm. Our uh, yeah. our liquor stores are closed, but the beer stores are open. So oh, ours are deemed as uh, essential, so we're okay. So is ours. <laughs> Much like the weed business in California, that yep. stayed open. That's essential. And Colorado, yep. same thing here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I posted, dude. I the last thing, the there. last thing you want people going through right now is fucking withdrawals too. And like not getting their fix. Like you want them to be mm-hmm. like lubricated and calm and everything's normal. 
that's all you need is one dumbass to pop off the hinges because you couldn't get a butt. Yeah. Right. Yep. Shit, man. They said we were all under quarantine, and all I had to do was stay home today and get high. Like it sounds like Thursday to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh huh. When's that check coming? Yeah. When am I getting paid? Uh huh. I don't know. Nice. We don't have uh we we don't have legal weed here in Pennsylvania, so I don't have that issue. Want mm. want. We do have medicinal, but yeah, medicinal. the dope man, the dope man ain't shutting down. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Well, is that it, gents? We good? I think that might be uh, it. Yeah. We're, we're running a little Jesus bit over an hour, so we're all right. Uh, oh, yeah, I need nice. To, I need to go wash my hands. That's all I know. Yeah. 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 So, well. Mostly because of the like seventeen minute ad read that we did for Ultimate Rod Case. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I know, right? Don't get used to it, That's guys. Right. That's just the first time. Yeah. If you, hey, like if you want those, though, it's going to cost you double. Just to let you know. Just let you. I know. like yeah, those right, guys. Down right. Uh huh. So, all right. Anybody? Parting words. Wash okay. your hands. That's all I got. Go. Wash pit. your hands. Wash your ass. Yeah, and stop. 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 Please stop with the fucking, look at me, I'm social distancing on every fucking fly fishing picture that you post on <laughs> yeah. on social media. It's been done. Yes. People, yeah, we're, we're done with that one. People are doing that? I haven't seen Draw. it yeah. at all. <laughs> well, that's because you've been working the whole time. Man. Oh, yeah. That's right. Don't worry. Once you start getting caught up on Instagram and shit, <laughs> you'll see it every damn where. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And if I see you out in public, give me six fucking feet. I'm looking at that, and I'm just like, that's like the seventh time I've seen that today, and it just keeps getting fucking funnier. Here, can I tell you something that doesn't make sense to me? Yes. So my company, and and anybody doesn't know, I'm I'm in the uh, lumber business. Got wood. Our lumber yards are still open because we're deemed essential, right? So. My company and, and uh, you know, I'm sure your local box store, Lowe's and Depot and all of them are still open. Mm-hmm. Not here. In my home state, all the construction sites are shut down. So we can be open, but you can't ship to nobody because huh. they ain't building nothing. Mm. That's just residential? Mm. No, nah, everything. Just everything in Pennsylvania is shut down, all construction. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're... Yeah. We're still Governor going. Wolf. Governor Wolf went all California on this state. So, huh. yeah, we're uh, we're we are essential. We are up and running. I'm working from home till the 10th of April right now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am uh, not essential. <laughs> you are. To, uh, You're essential to me, Rob. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. I'm essential uh-huh. to my three kids right now. That's all it is. And that goes for all yeah. of our listeners. If you feel non-essential, you're essential to us. Yeah. So, uh, so on the uh, on the on the fly shop topic, I, I would say, any of you that aren't working right now and uh, need some lumber to buy uh, for some home improvement projects while you're off work, hit up your local lumber yard. Don't go to the big box stores and support them during this time as well. So. Yep, they yep. shut down Home Depot here. You go. They shut down Home Depot. They should, shut, down home, they should shut them all down permanently because those motherfuckers don't know anything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You go in there and you're like, can I get some customer service? They're like, no, you're supposed to know what the hell you want in here. 
Like, we yeah. ain't helping nobody. Yep. There you go. Yeah, they're like, I, uh, I just got my driver's license. I've never actually built anything, so I'm not going to be able hold to help on. you with that. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me look it up in the book. Uh... <laughs> Perfect. Well, well, that, if you guys have a good ones, dudes, I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to go watch the local news and probably go night-nights. Yep, you should, probably go, I'm going you should to probably go throw some poppers in that freaking pond behind your house. Yeah, you should. Dude, it's uh, – let's see. It, let me see. I'm, I'm Just real quick before we take off. It is now 9.02, and it is uh, 36. Yeah. Ain't no poppers going so on at 36. On a, put on a no. fucking hoodie. Sounds like top water season to me. Yeah, yeah it is. Those fish are hungry, dude. <laughs> well, one of the guys from the shop told me today, he's like, dude, you know what you ought to do is uh, get online, order a big bag of trout chow, and just start feeding the shit out of those fish right there behind your house. <laughs> that's, yep. so that's a good idea. Yep. Do it to it. Mm-hmm. Get her done. All right, gentlemen. Till the next right, time. Bellers. Hey, good seeing you, uh, the three of you, all healthy and rosy-cheeked and uh, still alive. So yeah, likewise. Hopefully, everybody out there in listener land, all what is it now, thirteen of them. Yeah, take care of them. Cough. Hopefully, they're all healthy and sane and getting everything they need. If anybody in, uh, if anybody in the Colorado in the Denver area needs some extra help with anything, holla. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I'm not saying we that. We are here. Hope. No, you're not leaving your house for anybody. No, we're no, here. So give us a shot. We need support, something. Support your local businesses. That's all I got to say. Yep. Yep. All right, dudes. All right, we gentlemen. got right. episode 36 in the bag. Peace out. She's done. So fucking bad. By all of the things I never had. I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine, smiling next to Oprah and the Queen.